Hello, and this is our 15th episode of Twin Talk MN. I'm Ryan. And I'm Andrew. And again, this is our 15th episode, and today is June 21st, it's Sunday, June 21st, also known as Father's Day. So thank you, fathers, all of your kids, really appreciate everything you do, and happy Father's Day, and you're listening to Twin, Twin Talk MN. Andrew, let's get started. Okay, now, we know that a couple of days ago, the Carolina Panthers, uh, or a pretty good football team in the NFC South released their best players ever. On that list were Steve Smith Sr., pretty good wide receiver for about the last 10 years, carried about four or five years ago. Luke Keekley, amazing linebacker who played for the past, I think, about 15 years, tired it last year. Julius Peppers, a great defensive player who was on the Panthers for about the last... 15 years, but retired a couple of years ago. And, has anyone noticed who's not on that list? Cam Newton. Now, Cam Newton was a great quarterback for the Panthers and played many, many great seasons for them. And a lot of fans don't think that the Panthers really care about who people think the GOAT is, the greatest of all time. A lot, the Panthers just want to kind of get back at Cam. Because Cam has said that he does not want to be with the Panthers. He wants to go to a different team, a better team, to get more money and win. And the Panthers really took that harshly. They did not like that he said that. So they really tried to make him look. Steve Smith Sr. was good, but like Cam Newton was a lot better. And if Cam Newton was in this pool, he probably would have won it. And now they're not even putting him on it. So it's pretty obvious that the Panthers are just trying to make him feel bad. But, in our opinion, if there if this really was a real poll, it'd probably be Julius Peppers. Yeah, definitely. The other guys were good. Like, Keekly was good, and Smith Sr. had a lot of good catches. But, I mean, Peppers was just out of this world. Probably one of the best defensive linemen in NFL history. Yeah. Now, let's go to our next topic. We know that in the MLB, almost every single season, there's a new home run record set by a different team. Last year, the Minnesota Twins set the record with 307 home runs. But coming in a very, very close second place was the New York Yankees with 306. Ryan, which team do you think will claim the home run record this season? Well, I think that is a very interesting question. Especially with the shortened season, it'll really be interesting. Obviously, one team that was really close last year, the Houston Astros, I seriously doubt they'll come anywhere close now that they were caught cheating. Also, same with the Red Sox. And, well, personally, I'm not trying to be Minnesota biased here, but I think it has to be the Twins. I mean, sorry, last year, they definitely got the record. And some things that are that will turn out better for them is that one of our best hitters, home run hitters from last year, that is, Miguel Sano, Miguel Sano, last year, was injured for about half the season. And now, if we get him for the full season, he might be able to double his home runs. And also, with um, we added an amazing home run hitter in Josh Donaldson. And that's going to add 30, maybe even 40 home runs to our lineup. And the other team, the Yankees that are competing against us, they didn't really add anyone. They mostly just kept the same people. They didn't really get anyone very new. and But last year, they really, really struggled with injuries. And I feel like if this year they can keep their injuries down to a minimum, they might be able to match the Twins. Andrew, which team do you think will get the title? Well, in my opinion, 
yeah, the Twins are good, and yeah, the Yankees had some injuries and had 306 or whatever, but I'd say it has to be the Los Angeles Dodgers. Last year, they did only have 279 home runs, which I think was number four and number five, but this year, they added amazing slugger Mookie Betts. I'd say that's at least 30 or 40 more home runs in your lineup. You have Cody Bellinger still developing, who I'd say could add about five more home runs than he did last season. Last season, I think he got like 40, maybe even 50 or something. Jack Peterson, Justin Turner, and Corey Seager all had injuries last season. And I'd say if they could come back, it's at least 10, 15 more home runs. You have very good young players, Will Smith and Gavin Lux, who last year I think had some really good home runs towards the end of the season. And I'd say they could add about 10, 20 home runs to your lineup. Then you also have Max Muncy, very good first baseman, who I'd say could add some home runs. And i just say that lineup just sounds stacked to me. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like their lineup is very, very good. And I feel like that's at least a 300 home run team. Now, let's talk about something else related to Minnesota. The Minnesota Timberwolves this season have three picks in the upcoming draft, which will probably be in about October, maybe September. The Timberwolves have probably top five projected pick. We don't know because we talk about the lottery and how we're not 100% sure, but most likely top five pick. We trade for in that huge four-team deal where we got Malik Beasley, Juan Hernan Gomez, Jared Vanderbilt, whoever. We got the Nets uh, first-round pick, which will probably be from about 15 to 25, probably closer to 15, as I hope. And we also have a second-round pick, which will probably be about top five in the second round. Now, next season in our trade, while we tried to acquire amazing point guard D'Angelo Russell while giving up Andrew Wiggins, the Warriors were smart. And they said, we want your next year first-round pick and second-round pick. And next year, we don't have any picks. So, in my opinion, I think this year, we should trade our next pick, who probably about in the late teens or early 20s, 21, 22. I feel like we should trade that to a different team, maybe like the Hawks or something like that, or the Warriors again, or the Knicks, and say, could we have your second round pick next year, which will probably be towards the top of it, like, 32, 33, 34. So then, we won't get the best player in the draft, but I think at least we'll feel like we're getting a better team in the offseason. Ryan, think we should hold on to our picks or try to trade one away? Well, personally, my opinion, and I know this might be an unpopular one, but I think that we should hold on to our picks. I mean, right now, currently, I feel like our team is moving up. For since, Ever since Kevin Garnett retired two or three or four years ago, I'm not sure, We've really just played the draft, did really bad in every season, just try to develop Carlin B. Towns, and I feel like it's time to stop that. We have our player. We have a top five center. We have a top 15 point guard. We have great young talent at shooting guard with Jarrett Culver and Josh Okogie. Great young players. We have our great backup center and Nas Reed. We have great small forward and Malik Beasley. We are making progress. We should not just eh, just start over, trade away our picks, get more vet, um, trade away our veterans. We should not start over. We need to make progress, and that is not having as many picks in the draft. Which, 
But right now, I feel like maybe we should trade our pick to next year because then, and maybe we just trade back for a young-ish player. Maybe like we get John Collins from the Hawks or something. Or maybe we get, I don't know, like Chris Dunn back from the Bulls or something by trading with them. Because we need young stars. We don't just need rookies. We don't only need rookies. Yes, I completely agree. This year's draft is not very talented in the middle. And next year's draft should be really, really good. And maybe we should trade that pick. But it just feels like we need to stop starting over. Just stop it. Just put together some good players and let's try to win some seasons. Let's have a winning season. Let's make the playoffs. Let's prove that the Timberwolves are good. Andrew, any last words on this topic? Well, yeah, as you were saying, this draft is not a very strong one. And yes, I'm as big of Tim Woods fan as the next guy, and I really want to see them have a good team this season. But I just feel like it'd be a little safer to have just a backup plan. Just a sh- just like a shortcut. But we already have so many young guys. We don't need more young guys. No, I completely agree. But I'm saying if this season doesn't go as as planned as some people think, and we end up getting, I don't know, really bad again this season, and you could say, eh, it's okay because we have a draft pick. We don't! We do not have a draft pick! We don't have either draft pick! And I think if we do bad, we're like, oh, it's okay, things will change next season. How? How are things going to change? If you have no draft picks, I mean, yeah, we have some money for agency, but not much. And I just feel like if you don't have a draft pick, you don't have loads and loads of cash, how can you get better? How can we get better? With coaching. With coaching. With yeah, because Ryan Sanders, Sanders is an amazing coach. Better than most other coaches we've had. Eh, he's only good at developing. Which now, is what we need to get better right now. Okay, I completely agree. We need to develop, but there comes a point in every single team when they need the coach to start becoming a playoff coach. We need to start getting a Tom Thibodeau-like coach who says, I'm going to trade away young talent and go get um, and go get some good veterans. Yes, we do need that now. But I'd say Ryan Sanders can only develop us. He can only take us so far. And she's like, that's not far enough in my opinion. Yeah, but... I guess we'll see what the Timberwolves decide to do. They've got a lot of big decisions to make. Now, here's a story of, as I promised you last week, um, a football player currently who who struggled with playing baseball when he was younger. This is the story of Patrick Mahomes Jr. Patrick Mahomes Jr. was born on September 17, 1995, to his father, Pat Mahomes Sr., and his mother, Randy Martin. His father was still playing in the MLB and did so for 14 more years, I believe. And Mahomes Jr., the one the story is about, had more than just a name in common with his father. As a kid, he loved baseball and could always throw very hard and very fast as a pitcher. For the rest of this story, I'll be talking about Patrick Mahomes Jr. Because this is his story. So when I say Pat Mahomes, I mean Patrick Mahomes Jr., In high school, he was an amazing pitcher and was tossing tons of scoreless games in baseball. And then a few perfect games. But in 2014, when Mahomes was finishing up his senior year of high school, he was ranked number 419 in the country for baseball. Mahomes also started playing football towards the end of high school. And he was a star quarterback. From all that playing baseball, he could throw really, really well. But Patrick Mahomes didn't know whether he wanted to play baseball 
where he could follow in his father's footsteps, or play football, which he liked more and thought there was a better future for him there. When he asked his father about it, his father always told him that he supported him and told him that he should play whichever sport he wanted and that, his, and that he pressured Mahomes to do whichever one he wanted to do. Patrick decided to go to Texas Tech College. And, and the way that the MLB works in their draft is that once a player comes out of high school, they, they can be drafted to the MLB. And that's exactly what happened to Mahomes. He was drafted by the Detroit Tigers. But the, another way that the MLB draft works is that once a player is drafted, right out of high school, they do not, they can go right to the minor leagues and start training for the pros, or they can go to college and and possibly get drafted after that or then go to the minor leagues after that. So Mahomes decided not to sign the paper. He decided he really wanted to go to college because he knew deep down he was a football player. He knew that Texas Tech, he could dominate. No really big scouts had seen him yet, and he knew they were making a mistake. He was at Texas Tech, and he was doing amazing. He did not have very good targets and not great receivers, but he was still doing amazing. He broke tons of school records and was probably the best Texas Tech quarterback in their history. Mahomes was amazing and doing insanely well. Everyone loved him. And once he started getting older and towards the end of his college career, he started getting tons of of NFL recognition. Tons of NFL teams really, really wanted him on their team. They really knew that he could be a great young player for them. And that, and he was looking to be probably a first-round pick. Mahomes knew they were still making a mistake. He knew he was better than the first round. He knew that he should be taken really, really early in that draft. So when draft day came, he was at he was in that room waiting for his name to be called. And with the number one overall pick, the Cleveland Browns select Miles Garrett. Mahomes was angry that he wasn't number one. He knew Miles Garrett. He knew he was good. He knew he should be in the NFL. But he knew he should not be the number one pick. And for those of you who know some Browns history, which is many of us, they always have horrible quarterbacks. So usually the Browns, with the number one overall pick, which they usually have, almost of you, because they are usually very bad, they take a quarterback. So that really surprised Mahomes, because this was one of the first years that the number one overall pick wasn't the quarterback. Yeah, Mahomes was very angry with this and felt outraged. And with the number two pick, he saw that the Bears had traded up, as we'll discuss in our next episode. The Bears had traded up, and Mahomes knew they'd made it very clear they wanted a quarterback. And Mahomes knew it was going to be him. And with the number two pick in the 2017 draft, the Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky, quarterback out of UNC. Mahomes was outraged. He knew Trubisky. He knew he was not that good. He knew he should not have been picked after Mitchell Trubisky. And later, as we'll discuss, oh, Mahomes was right. Trubisky... Turned out to be not that great, but we'll discuss that more in our next episode. Mahomes was so outraged when not taken at the number two overall pick. And that continued. It kept on going like that. Number three, he was not taken. Number four, he was not taken. Number five, still not taken. Number six, still not taken. Number seven, nope. Number eight, nada. 
Number nine. Nope. Mahomes knew that if he did not go inside the top ten, he was going to be really, really mad. So far, actually, some of the best players in the NFL were taken. The number one player right now, Christian McCaffrey, was taken. As I said before, Miles Garrett. And also, Leonard Fournette, amazing running back, has been taken. But, um, current, but with the number 10 pick, as you've heard in the earlier episode, and we were talking about Alex Smith, with the number 10 pick in the 2017 draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Patrick Mahomes, quarterback out of Texas Tech. Mahomes was super happy. He know he knew that he wanted to be taken earlier, but you can't do much better than the Chiefs. They had amazing targets, just their defense wasn't great. And he knew he was going to be great with those great players on his team. He knew that he could really strive as an athlete. But he was annoyed because he knew that they still had amazing quarterback Alex Smith. And Mahomes knew that if they just gave him one teensy-weensy chance to play, Mahomes would make them proud. And when Alex Smith got a small injury, Mahomes did not waste that opportunity. He went in and kept on throwing touchdown pass after touchdown pass. Um, catch after catch, touchdown after touchdown, yard after yard. Mahomes was unstoppable. And in his first year, he took the starting job from Alex Smith. Second year, he won the MVP. In his third year, which was last year, he won the Super Bowl and was the MVP of the Super Bowl. If that's not a great... Starting NFL career, I don't know how you can do much better. The Bears kick themselves every single day for not taking Mahomes, and that is what hard work and dedication shows. Now, here's Andrew with the birthday of the day. Now, today, June 21st, also known as Father's Day, is the birthday of an okay NBA player, more known for his sports analyst, Richard Jefferson or RJ. Richard Jefferson was okay coming out of college. Um, he, he went to the, he played for a couple teams, went to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he was pretty good. I mean, I don't know, I think he averaged like 8, 9, 10 points a game, but he was always in one huge player shot. I bet you can guess LeBron James. A lot of people didn't really know Richard Jefferson because he always had LeBron James in front of him, and Jefferson usually was on the bench or not a very good start. And he did win a championship for Cleveland. So you might say, oh, wow, he's a great player. He won the NBA championship. Uh, not really. LeBron won the championship. It's kind of like the Times when they basically just did a kindly. It's like the Cavs. They're just LeBron James. Richard Jefferson knew that he could never really do that well. So then, And he always got really annoyed because a bunch of sports analysts would always come over and say, oh, Richard Jefferson. And he'd be like, yes, what do you need to know? You can ask me anything about the championship. I'm good? Yes, I know. They'd be like, how's it feel playing next to LeBron? How's it playing next to Kyrie? Do you feel like Kevin Love could be a Hall of Famer? Do you feel like LeBron is the best player of all time? And he'd be like, uh, don't you want to ask about me? No. No one really cares. So he always got really annoyed with sports analysts. So when he retired only a couple years ago, he decided to become one. He's a very good sports analyst for ESPN, and I really recommend watching him on Get Up. Very good show. And he really likes to badmouth some players. James Harden, after a couple games, he got really angry with the refs, making some questionable calls, which definitely were questionable. He has gotten very angry with James Harden and said some very rude words to him. And that is Richard Jefferson. So a very happy birthday to Richard Jefferson. 
on today, June 21st. And again, you're listening to Twin Talk MN.